Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. fun at Lori and Julia HQ with our frequent fill-in, Ms. Stephanie Hansen. Ms. Hansen, if you will. Miss Hansen, if you're nasty. I was just going to say right. that. That's we right. We had the Janice Jackson, or Janet Jackson. We had her um, anniversary of Control, and then we had the Justin Timberlake apology. We was did. Lori here to discuss the apology? Oh, of course. Okay, because yeah, she didn't. She didn't miss that at I'm all. I'm sure she wasn't having any of it. Oh no, 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 no! Don't worry about it. All right, so this is. I've kind of have been a little bit obsessed since <gasps> we heard the Demi Lovato. Um, what are we calling it? Documentary that she's involved in making um, is going to come out at the end of March. Now some- let's rewind because I missed this whole story. She had brain uh, damage. No, she overdosed. She went off the wagon. If you go back, she had a song called Sober. Okay. If you want to find that. Because sure. that would add a little, we could play that. So she does this song called Sober where she's kind of apologizing. And there had been rumors that because she had been sober. For quite a while, and she struggled with drugs and food and addiction issues. Do you remember this? this so she up. overdosed on some sort of drugs. Massive, the fentanyl kind. I mean, okay. the bad opiate kind. So she started hanging in with a group of people, and she was staying out late, and she was partying, and she had been sober. Now, if we go way, 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 way back, she's the cute little girl with Barney, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think of how long she's been in the public eye, making money for the family, being, you know, that's a machine with these young kids. And so... And, and like, Barney had nothing to do with her overdose. Didn't. He wasn't around. Okay. He was, he was playing the cleanup song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I loved Barney. I um, love I, you. You love me. But I love you. are a happy family with him. a great big hug and, and a kiss from me to you. <laughs> Won't you but be remember, clean my up, friend clean too? Up. I would sing that. Make oh the kids boy! Clean the toys to put Between him. that and Tinky Winky, I was oh, over the I edge. I loved the Teletubbies. I loved the laugh at the beginning of the Teletubbies. <laughs> no, it was cuter than that, but it was something like that. Oh, the sunshine! All right. So, anywho, back to Demi Lovato. So, a couple years ago, I think it was 2018. It was June. I think it was in the summer. I vividly, I vividly almost remember. <laughs> Which counts. Because <laughs> I'm 63 after all. So I, she had this overdose. I feel like we were on the air or something, and um, they said she was found unresponsive. And what's the shot? The Narcolon? Or what's Narcan. The, Narcan. Mm-hmm. So they got to her in time. They gave her the shot. And then she's in the hospital for quite a while afterwards. And while in the hospital, she had three strokes. She had some brain damage, which because I think she was out without oxygen for some time, mm-hmm. and I don't know what extent it means, but the brain is amazing what it can do. Because my mother had a stroke and had global aphasia and could not talk. Mm-hmm. My mom is on. Um, oh, I just have to tell you the cutest story about my mom. This is a real side thing that's really off the beaten track, but she is part of a aphasia group. They have aphasia 
Toastmasters on Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's the cutest thing. It's amazing. She's so amazing. Anyway, back to Demi Lovato. So she had um, this horrible thing happen to her and it was on death's door, basically. But she had been really doing sketchy, crazy things. So then she gets sober again, you know, and I think it's a lifelong struggle and she's an addictive person, personality. And um, then when we heard from her again this past year, she got into this hot and heavy really fast relationship with this young soap opera star and suddenly they're together and and it started i feel like at the beginning of COVID, this could be all wrong who knows this may be all we've seen and then by june she's engaged with this huge you know ice skating rink on her finger right post posted all over instagram her love her love her love and then like a week later they're broken up Mm mm-hmm And he was kind of a user type. And then if you looked at his history. So this documentary, now listen to it, because really big celebs have are part of it in recovery. Elton John, we know, is in recovery. We you know that know that from his me book. We know he sponsors Eminem, who's in recovery. Um, but here's the here's the trailer for the documentary. Demi Lovato this morning, a new tell-all docuseries promises to give fans the most in-depth look yet at the pop star's life up to and following her near-fatal 2018 overdose. The trailer for the series called Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil, offering a glimpse of what to expect. Anytime that you suppress a part of yourself, it's gonna overflow. When you're young and you're famous, my God, it's tough. I had three strokes. I had a heart attack. My doctors said that I had five to ten more minutes. Now, more than ever, she's taken hold of that power. I'm rebirthing. I'm starting over. Entirely sober now. I've had a lot of lives. Like my cat, you know, I'm on my ninth life. I'm ready to get back to doing what I love, which is making music. How about that? It's Whoa, powerful, right? Can't wait. After the premiere of the trailer, Demi revealed more about her life following the overdose, saying that she was left with some brain damage and even has some vision problems. And so what the what it is is she doesn't drive a car still because she's got spotty vision. And um she said, I also for a long time had a hard time reading. Anybody who has any type of brain trauma has a hard time reading. That's just kind of common. I think chemo does the same thing mm-hmm. with you have a hard time reading. And she said it was such a big deal to her when she was able to read a book out loud, which was like two months later because her vision was so blurry. She said everything had to happen in order for me. You know, she's at a gratitude spot where if this didn't happen, I couldn't be where I am now. But boy. She went through some stuff and she said the purpose of putting out this Demi Lovato dancing with the um, this devil. It's a four part kind of docu series that's going to premiere March 23rd. I don't know where it's premiering yet. That's something I don't have. But she said that um, it's to help other people who have been on the same path as I have. She said um, she just said she needs to speak her truth. I hope, but I am scared for her because it seems so vulnerable and i don't know if it's ever too soon or not soon enough in that addiction is a lifelong thing I know. you struggle with it every day my mom was sober for 20 years and i watched her pour a drink one day and stare at it you know you just yeah it's a it's a lifelong thing and i just feel like sometimes when these people are so public with their redemption stories that 
you know, it doesn't leave a lot of room for grace if things don't go the way they want. Well, the thing about it that I think is interesting is that she is a, at a there is a crisis with this fentanyl being out there in the communities and it's cheaper to produce than opiates and it is out there. And that's what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And um, if she can save someone's life, I think I think it's. And I can see her wanting to do that and wanting to give back because that's part of the program, too. Absolutely. Is, you know, you mentor others yep, and you share your story. Your story. Yep. Mm-hmm. It just makes me scared if I'm being 100% honest for her. And she's so young still, but I just think of everything she's done already. But she did that very, I think it's interesting for someone when you're in the the throes of addiction and you write a song saying, help me. Well, and called the- Sober. I mean, and sing it, Mom and Dad, I'm so sorry, I'm not sober. You know, because she kind of went out and publicly sang that, and I think she performed it at something very public. And was using while she did it. Right. Um, I feel that way about Justin Bieber's Lonely song. When that song comes on the radio, I have to turn it, because it just makes my heart hurt. The one, yeah, in the one... He's so lonely, 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 lonely. I'm just like, oh, okay, you're lonely. I feel sorry for you. I have to turn the channel. Isn't it kind of interesting? Because like, people like this, one he does with Sean Mendez about them being pop stars and having everything but being lonely. Kind yeah, of the being same, alone. Mm-hmm. Being alone and everyone thinks you have everything, but they just want something from you. You don't know who your friends are. And I just... You experienced that when you became a big star at the Children's Theater. I I know that you you went through that same thing. (laughs) You know, and Lori and Julia, like, I'm sure you wonder if I'm really your friend or if it's just so I can sit in on the show and take your verbal abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people pay money for that, you know. They do. Oh, gosh. That's on, it's going to be a a YouTube Oh, that's right. We learned that yesterday from Holly. YouTube. Do you watch YouTube? My well, boy does. I know the kids people, do. A lot of people watch YouTube. We're going to be on YouTube. We have a YouTube station. Okay. We have a YouTube I'm station. I'm going to do a cooking show on the YouTubes. Are you? No, but you, I probably will. You probably I know. will. I'm writing a cookbook. Who knows? Anything's possible. Okay, tell us about that. Uh, I pitched a cookbook uh, kind of on a lark. I've always thought about it mm-hmm. and... Kurt and I were talking about it one day, and my husband is a writer who's trying to get published. He's written four books. And they're so good. And one he self-published. And I still haven't read this new one. I know, and it's good. It feels selfish to me that he hasn't shared it with me, but shared it with Lori. He's he's really trying to get published, and he wants to not self-publish. He wants to get published by... So he's going through that, and he helped me put the query letter together and the concept together. And then I got a call, and they were like, yeah, we're interested in this. We're going to have a meeting. We'll get back to you. And then they said they wanted to do it, and I was so excited. But at the same time, I kind of felt bad for him, you know, because he's been working on this for so long. Right, and then you get the deal. Mm-hmm. So oh, This might be why he's crabby, too. <laughs> <it could> be. <laughs> So now I'm in the process of writing the recipes and it's super fun. I'm loving that part. The next part will be the writing the narratives and I'll love that less. Yeah. But is what kind of recipes? Uh, Cabin recipes, like the recipes I cook at my cabin. It's called the true North cabin cookbook. I love this. Yeah. And and then we have to photograph it, which like in the day you had a photographer, but right. now, now it's everyone do it. does it at home. Isn't that amazing that yeah. you can do that? So all summer we'll be working on that. I so, love yeah, it. I'm excited. That's a big deal. Congratulations. It'll be fun. All right, we got to come back and we've got the Dirt Alert with Holly. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, 
Oh, Holly. Oh, Julia. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, Lucy. What's going on over there? Oh, well, it seems like, according to Roger Freeman, you guys like him at Showbiz 411. This is scathing, isn't it? Well, he has some requests for some explaining to do for the Allen versus Pharaoh docuseries that's coming out on HBO. So this is a docuseries that we talked about earlier this week. Yep. It's going to be in four parts, and this is the story of Dylan Farrow. That would be the daughter of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, and she lays out her allegations of abuse at the hands of her former stepfather, Woody Allen. Well, Roger Freeman kind of has some beefs with this docuseries. Um, just kind of. I mean, could you believe the tone? Well, the tone of his uh, criticism of the docuseries is fascinating because what he's taking into account is the docuseries not addressing drama in Mia Farrow's life that is outside of the realms of Dylan Farrow's story. Mm-hmm. And so what his criticism of it of this docuseries is, is that they're not taking into account the broader story of what is happening in the Farrow Allen household. Or not even the Farrow Allen household, just in the Farrow household, exactly, quite frankly. Right. So, you know, some of the things that Roger Freeman is saying about this is, that, well, I think reading this, Roger Freeman has a personal beef with Mia Farrow. (laughs) In this. It's something. Well, you know, what he's saying is that, now these are Roger Freeman's words, quote, Mia Farrow is portrayed as a saint and Woody Allen is Satan. Uh, Roger Freeman is saying that Mia Farrow in this docuseries is being disingenuous to a fault and that this piece, Alan versus Farrow, is not a documentary. Uh, Roger Freeman calling it an op-ed piece and a toast to Mia who gives the performance of her life worthy of an Oscar. So take that for what you will. Well, there is a lot of history in the divorce and prior to the divorce Mm -hmm. and prior to Mia Farrow's adopting um, a bunch of children Mm -hmm. that there was allegations of like Munchausen syndrome by proxy. There is a lot of history there. So I'm not necessarily on his side or not on his side, but it is if you're doing Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In a docu-series from someone's point of view and you don't include all of that backstory, I can see why it could be skewered a bit, if that's being fair. Sure, sure. You it's, know, oh, go ahead, Julie. Oh no, but he goes on to say, you know, Mia Farrow's brother had sexually assaulted so many people. Mia Farrow's other person did this. Mia Farrow, I mean, her and her family and her children. Some of them have died by suicide. I mean, he's like saying we're just getting this minute little picture, and there's just so much more to the picture. And sure. is that wrong necessarily for him to say that? Sure. You know, no answers here. What what we can kind of get from some of the reviews of Ellen versus Pharaoh, you know, it's getting mixed to positive reviews and some of the mixed reviews coming just from the, the filmmakers themselves and how they're laying this out. And that one of the objectives of the filmmakers is to talk about the justice system that allowed for Woody Allen to, you know, have the resolution that he did legally back in the 1990s. So it's looking at that. It's also Dylan Farrow's story that she is telling. And then Mia Farrow being her mother is part of that story. It's really fascinating to see Roger Freeman's take on this story. I suppose that we're, we're just going to have to judge for ourselves. I was so surprised by that, Holly. Mm-hmm. How he just took Mia Farrow to task. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, it's very... It's a very um, polarizing story on so many levels. So many levels. Because I can't I, I can't watch Woody Allen movies because of I. all of that. Because I, I just think he's horrible. But I also, you know, there's been the history with, um, with Mia Farrow's history. There's been the history of the situation with Frank Sinatra and the rumored affair and not Dylan. What's the brother's name? Ronan. Ronan Ronan and his parentage. And like, there's just so much here. It's such a, we have a, well, there are so many moving parts to all of this story. And you know, one of the things discussing Alan versus Pharaoh. Now we're talking about the stories that orbit this docu-series. So we're not talking about, Dylan Farrow's story exclusively, but one of the things that is continually fascinating to me and that I would like some answers to are the photographs of Woody Allen walking down the street with Suni and Jeffrey Epstein. What was that relationship going on there? I have questions. Holly, Holly, good scoop reporting. Don't you have questions whenever you see Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, with everything. 100%. Yeah. And I I feel for Dylan Farrow. Yeah. Her family was torn apart by this. These allegations... Um, that in a court of law weren't founded. Yeah. And so I think this docuseries is going to go into that, the legal process behind all of these things that was ha- that were happening 30 years ago. Yeah, it, this story has so many layers to it and perspectives. Hmm. So we are going to be provided a point of view when Allen versus Pharaoh is out on Sunday on HBO. It's going to be four parts. And here at my talk, we'll give you the report of the report. And if, I'll totally watch it, I'm sure. 
Yeah, yeah. So it will be interesting television. So, you know, whatever you may think of it, it will be fascinating to see this story unfold. So let's move on from that scandal to another scandal. Right. I mean, it's the dirt alert, right? All right so what do you got? <laughs> the college admission scandal. Oh, this this oh, is the wait. book that's coming out. All right, tell us all about it. So this is a new book that's coming out about the college admission scandal. It's called Guilty Admissions, The Bribes, Favors, and Phonies Behind the College Cheating Scandal. And uh, the author of this book is talking about some of the more high-profile subjects of the college admission scandal, including Felicity Huffman, claiming that she was so riddled with fears of not being a good mother that she was unwittingly brought into the scandal. And the author also says of Lori Laughlin that Lori Laughlin had no college education and knew nothing about the college landscape but wanted the best for her girls, writing that Massimo Giannulli's passion for the University of Southern California went into overdrive when considering college for his daughters. And that passion, quote-unquote passion, led the families to Rick Singer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always Massimo Giannulli that's the bad guy in all this, though. Do you notice that? Instead of Lori Laughlin? Yeah. Well, because she's the moneymaker. I Except, mean, but he like, made money on his fashions, but I feel like, yeah. Well, but, the PR positioning, I think, is more for Lori Laughlin. Who knows what kind of behind-the-scenes conversations are happening, but like Lori Laughlin's reputation of having a, a certain point of view of, of her she's positioning. She's a Hallmark lady. But <laughs> yeah. Felicity Huffman, William H. Macy, was never, never pulled into this in the same degree. Right. Well, that's also because he didn't ever send an email. Giuliani had, or whatever this Giannulli. guy's Giannulli, he had evidence. There was evidence. He did it. They were both accused of it. Only Felicity Huffman was. William H. Macy didn't have any of the checks from him. There was no email documentation. He was never on the phone. He was not a part of it. Okay. So, point, point, point. And if you want to read a good book about college admissions, it's coming on our show later this month, but I can't put, I couldn't put this book down Girls with Bright Futures. Okay. OMG. A little little book club tease Just a little book club tease. I didn't even get to... Is it fiction? Does that mean it's not true? Is it true or not true? Not true. Not Not true. true. Okay. Yeah, it's fiction. It's fiction. It's so good. Okay. All right. I'm going to put that on my list. Thanks, Holly. Fabulous. I didn't even get to tell you about Liza Minnelli's 75th birthday, but that's okay. (laughs) You can. Well, I got to do the mind talk traffic. This is kind of Lori's territory. That's all right. Whose life are we celebrating? Well, I... We're celebrating the life of Gerald Jerry Raskin. And I'm wondering if that makes, if I say the needle doctor to you, does that ring a bell? Was that in Dinky Town? Yes. Okay. I don't know this. Okay, so Jerry Raskin was our client at the Twin Cities Reader when Julie and I worked together. That's where we met. And he was also a client at City Pages for many years. And he has just died at the age of 62 to cancer. Oh, but he so started young. his career as okay. the needle doctor. Okay. And it was a small shop in Dinky Town and it was a record shop. Oh. And it they made turntables <laughs> and it survived the compact disc revolution through an embrace of online sales oh. and a lack of vinyl centric comp- competition. So he grew up in St. Louis Park. He at a young age would buy new brands of candies with a 25 cent a week allowance and then resell it to middle school classmates. I wish I could tell you how many entrepreneurs I've talked to in my podcast makers of Minnesota that did that at school. Resold stuff. Resold stuff stuff at school or had like a shop out of their locker. I love that. So many of them did. I love that. (laughs) It's really funny how many times I come across that. Right. Um, But he 
would repair audio and he would sell audio. And he was one of the few people that did it. And where he really got successful was online with a thing called Google because he was one of the first people online that sold and did vinyl and turntable repair and wow. sold needles right. for your turntable. Right. Um, he married a woman who came in and had bought a record from another local company. And she was saying what a piece of junk it was. So he sold her her turntable that she still has to this day. And oh. they were married. Uh, let's see. He, at one point, would bring his little chihuahua into... Um, he would bring the chihuahua into Goodfellows. And the chef would prepare a liver, liver pate for the chihuahua at no charge. Oh, nice. He was really fond of the chihuahua. He uh, worked with electric fetus. As he started having cancer treatments, he stopped doing the business and he started doing photography and took a lot of nature pictures at Golden Valley Country Club. And he's just the needle doctor. And I just remember talking to Jerry and collecting Jerry's yep. money and working on Jerry's ad. Okay, so this is... And so 62 feels young. That feels really young because I'm 63 after all. Um, you know, the thing about that is because Rocco, Stephanie, and I were ad sales people at the Twin Cities Reader, which people don't know what it was. It was like City Pages, but it was the competing one. Yeah, the alternative and, newspaper yeah. that oh, long lives. City was Julia pages. any good at it? She was great at it, and it was very annoying to me because she had clients. I that, would win so many. Oh, she! I they was, would buy anything from her, I, I could, and we would just laugh. I know. Like one lady gave her a car. No, that's the truth. I mean, the the people and the love they what? had for Julia was <laughs> phenomenal. In fact, I think you should switch careers and be in sales somewhere <laughs> because you were so good at it. Oh, are you saying I'm not good at this? Well, no, but I just, I mean, you have been a good salesperson your entire life. You I, were great at it. I, I really, but we would. I, and you would call the clients and like, okay, I only need to sell one more quarter page ad. And then I make my quota. And I really just want to make my quota. Can you just buy one more quarter page ad? And no, everybody would that's say yes. That's not a reason oh to buy God, That sounds just like her. Yeah. But that's not a reason to buy an ad. But, but, but they were talking about the needle doctor. It reminded me of selling ads to Jaime and Hazen's. At Cheapo Records? No, Jaime and Hazen's. It was... Uh, Jaime's Vintage? Yes. That's still around. I know. I sold them. And I remember going there, and the ad, Rocco, was this little thing called a 1 16th? 16th of a page. a page. Okay. And this is back when we had to typeset ads, and you'd have a graphic department lay out the letters. I mean, we are really... This is we the, had to work this hard. This is the late 80s, and there were $75. Um, for that size. And I remember going in there like on Friday afternoons and I'd sit down and they had little plastic glasses of wine. We'd have to have wine. I mean, the things you'd have to do to get an ad. And I'm like, yes, yes. But, you know, they were such great. That was a great place. And it is still there. On, it's on Lake Street, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's funny. Different owners, I'm sure. And in fact, I think it just changed ownership. In the last year. Yeah, it did, actually. I mean, I would just sit with them and I'd be like, yes, yes. I just was talking to <laughs> the folks at Ragstock. Oh, yes. And it was the guy I used to call on. His name was Mike. And mm -hmm. it's his daughter-in-law now. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling her stories about having to call on her on her father-in-law. Right. And he was so tough. Oh. He was very tough negotiator. Because that's where they would advertise primarily. Yes. Advertise. Oh, and, and Sue McLean, oh, Sue McLean and Associates. No we have a kidding. lot of good. And Lowell Pickett from the Dakota. Yes. There's lots of great people in town. There's yeah, there First really Avenue. Are, yep. And I, I'm thinking of, 
So I had St. Paul as my territory because it was new and it was uncharted. And Cecil's and Deli. I, I love Cecil's. So the um, one of the ads, though, because we'd have band so sections. You, you started back when St. Paul was new. No, for the the paper, there it, wasn't there a, wasn't there a wasn't lot, lot of, of territory in St. Paul. We were City Pages was Twin Cities Reader. Yeah, but Twin Cities Reader didn't have a lot of St. Paul clients. Right. And hmm. so I remember when um Dunn Brother Coffee first started up, I sold them their very first quarter page ad on their Grand Avenue location. It's all about the bean and it was green and he wanted green <laughs> color on the bean. And he was so wonderful, but I'm thinking vividly of when like we had the bar sections in the back cuz we do all the bands yep. and where everyone would see the, the bands. I'm thinking Junction. of the pain reliever. Oh, yes. And I had no idea that the pain reliever wasn't just an, a place to see bands, that it was a strip joint. Right. I had no idea. And I remember going in there to to get the money and get the copy for the ad, you know, and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> You weren't alone. We sent a lot I, of people into Deja Vu to I get a stack so of bills shocked. in a rubber band the to get their ad yeah. copy. Yep. No, We'd and be they'd sending, just go in there and, and, then yep. they'd, and they'd only want to see you when they'd want to see you, you know? And I'd be like chasing them and oh, I'm waiting yeah. in the car like, come on. And Glam Slam, remember, trying oh. to get... You'd have to track them down and you'd really? go to the second was, floor and you're just trying to collect the money and get your copy. You're just trying to do your job. And it was just so yep. different then that everything is now digital and everything. I mean, we would work hard. And the nights we'd have to work, like at people playing a show and we'd have to go at night to get their ad copy in we, the back room. We would chase down people oh, all yeah. over town. It was yep. super fun. And it was right when, when before Tinder and Match and all that, it was called the Eligibles. And I used to write the Eligibles ads. And he people would write would come the in. copy and people would have a phone box and they'd be in the back of the newspaper Remember? Yep. And they'd come in and they'd say, well, I really like to walk around the lakes and go to movies and eat dinner. I was like, and That's so many words. Next. I know. Do you know <laughs> how many? We need something a lot better than that for <laughs> you to stand out but here. But this Fred. is wow. when it first started. And, yep. and we used to have parties that the eligible people could meet each other at Rupert's nightclub. Matchmaking parties. Yes. And they were so much. And the people would fun. come and they would meet people. And like love connections would be made. So much. They were fun. so thrilled. It People really, like really got married from. They. That. Yeah. And, what and about now, the ads for illicit massage parlors? And there stuff? was, was those two. Yeah. That was more city pages. Those people came with their ankle bracelets and we helped them put their ads together. You really did write the copy for those things. We did. Being oh an escort gosh. at the time was not illegal. No. So we had no legal basis. We'd get <laughs> oh. their license. We knew everything about those people. They're, right. And they would just be like, okay. And it was cash. I remember one mm-hmm. person asking us to Photoshop out her ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, sure. What if somebody yep. was into that? Um, oh, Rocco, you are so... Just, oh, and you know, Esme Murphy busting in one day and trying to like create a ruckus. And I was like, oh, you have to leave. Do you have mm-hmm. a subpoena? Do you have a warrant? Do you have That's anything? So funny. Remember you when, have to leave. Remember when I pretended I was Carla Waldemar, the food critic, to get into champs at Ridgefield, <laughs> Ridgedale when it first opened? Do you remember that? I told these guys that story oh. that I made. And I'm like, we'll just set up an extra chair for her. She's coming. There is someone in town that tells people that she's Stephanie March or Stephanie Hansen, depending <laughs> on if she thinks the person knows her. Right, or not. to pretend that they're yeah, you like, so you get Do you better think we service? get free food? We don't. <laughs> right. Okay, we don't. 
hilarious. Oh my gosh. That was a fun trip down memory lane, wasn't it? it. All from the needle doctor, R.A.P. That's really young. Oh gosh. All right, we're going to come back and we've got the rest of the headlines. All right, people. Thank you. Um, We just heard from a fellow colleague that worked with us at the Reader, and she's asking us, Rocco, to share other stories we can't. But she worked with Stephanie in the classifieds, and she said it was so funny because people would send you a picture and tell, want you to describe how beautiful they were. after telling you they were five foot nine and 105 pounds and fit and you'd be like wait you're not the same man i just got the picture from what's going on here what's happening okay i'm, I'm well, just ama- i mean maybe you want to move on but what i, I said maybe you want to move on but i i still have some follow-up oh, questions sure what I are mean, they that, i think that's fun that you had to be the writer i assume that those all came written some came in written in an envelope with the money but, but you paid by the word we didn't have compute you know we didn't our computer was an inter computer what do we call it intra i don't intranet or no it we had in it, it had a name i don't know it but we name. were put, entering or entering it into like a dos system yeah it had a name yeah. the intranet i think you're right because it we didn't have Dot com. God, we sound old. I know. So like, no, seriously. We didn't have the walking bird. We didn't. We really, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. Back in the day, the things that we used to do, it was so well, much fun. Well, in radio, fun. too, when I started working at Hubbard, when I We'd worked at KS95, I had to drive to get reel-to-reel tapes that had the commercials on them. I believe you. And yeah. I had to always, on a Friday afternoon, drive out to Apple Valley to get some car dealer's copy and his tape. And it would be a two-hour event. Every week to go get this piece of, and when we got the fax machine, life oh, Remember was, the fax machine? That did change our life, and now no one even knows what it is. No. It's like a printer. Because you could fax, someone could fax you copy. Right. It was, it was a, that was a, that game was a changer. game changer. Rocco, we yeah. really. When I was, when I kind of first started working, there was a lot of faxing going on. Yep. Oh, faxing. And when I first started in radio, one of my first jobs was to do some real to real stuff. But yeah, you know, that was 1995-ish or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but we we worked then. I, it it just makes you kind of smile at some of the things that you did. Well, you know, and like and I, the and, whole like, you know what's um to me what's amazing is like a Dropbox, like that all like we can do all this work remotely, and you can I can leave you a file there, and you can get it and do it. Like in the where is that? Where is the cloud? Oh, don't get us started. <laughs> Ask Lori. Really? It's next to Roku oh. and it's next to HBO Max. Okay. I mean, we have very, we have some, you know, when I just think of the technology, yeah, it's, it's so different. Yes. It's so different. I bought a house and I didn't even have to like go to a bank, you know, I didn't, I just sat and printed out these things and scanned them on my phone and sent them back. I was literally in a van buying a house. That is weird. Yeah. That is weird. Um, Now I want to, do you do any juicing ever, either of you guys? You mean steroids? Rocco, <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been working. I went to a class yesterday, like my first class outside of tennis in forever. I My body hurts so bad today. Yeah. It's amazing. It, I went but for I a two-mile walk and felt like I hadn't walked oh. in three weeks. Well, because who has? I basically walked to the mailbox, right. and that's not far. No, I just, I, it, it blows me away. Okay, so um, if you want to go and see on a Lori and Julia show page, we have a new website here at My Talk 1071, and people spend a lot of time putting content on it. Thank you. Um, but under Lori and Julia show links, 
You can always get our book reviews and our inter- author interviews because we do so many damn books. I'd love it if people listen to them. Great recommendations. Um, but Serena Williams, we posted her press conference. Um, it's really, it was so touching. I, I'm just a big cheerleader for her to keep continuing tennis. She's 39 years old, and that woman is something. Demi Lovato, if you want to see the trailer for her Dance with the Devil um, four-part kind of docu-series, it's going to come out in March 23rd on YouTube. That's listed. Um, Dame Judi Dench is doing a TikTok challenge. Oh, I um, love her. With her grandson. Do you watch Mandy Patankin's, um, it's it's Twitter. I think they're on TikTok too. Mandy Patankin is quarantined in some cabin in Vermont with his wife, who's hilarious. I love him. And his son is doing all these videos. They're so adorable and funny. I love him. I I just think you're just bringing back like one of my favorite shows ever. Follow him on Instagram because the stories are hilarious. Yeah, Mandy Patankin, follow him. All right, well, here's Kate Jackson from Charlie's Angel. Oh, I like her too. And the Kate Jackson collection. Jacqueline Smith, I mean, is who it is. Okay, Kate Jackson Jackson was too smart and just disappeared. She did. Yeah. She didn't eat either. But um, Jacqueline Smith looks gorgeous, and she was one of Charlie's Angels, but she does an energy boost every day, and this is the kind of juicing I was into, Rocco, not your juicing. Correct, yes. Like the rock. Um, So here's what she puts in it. Half a cucumber, half an apple, a quarter lemon, one stalk celery, one slice ginger, fourth cup spinach, and a fourth cup kale. Do you like juice? I I Um, did this to get my greens in for a while. I might have to go back to it. I did it when I first got diagnosed with cancer and I was afraid I was dying and I thought that could prevent it. it. Did it feel, did you I just, I, I got full. I was always full when I did it. Which wouldn't be a bad thing, because then I wouldn't need to eat the 17 other meals. Well, and I always liked the 17 other meals and wanted a little room in the stomach. Boy, has she just aged beautifully. She's gorgeous. So I'm thinking... I threw yeah, maybe we need to start I'm juicing. I'm taking this back out of the garbage. Because today, I was, so, I was telling you this off the air, I was so desperate for something sweet in my house because I have no bread. I, have no, I, I do have grape nuts. And by the way, there's a... They're bro- back. Are they? Yeah. Did you know that? That they're there was a remanufacturing grape, grape nuts. Yes. I For s- all of you grape nut friends. Because that's the only thing that works. Grape nuts? Oh. It's fibrous. Beyond. Yeah. Beyond. But um, I'm not even going to tell you what I <laughs> eat. It's boring. <laughs> I'm bored with me. Talking about your... I'm bored with me. Do you ever just get days when you're just bored with yourself? Oh, please. Like, in I this pandemic? Talking? How am I... Are we still talking? Do we have anything to say? Do I have to Is there anything myself? exciting that's happening? <laughs> Do I have to watch one more episode of some stupid television show that I really don't care about? Though I did start watching Lupin, Lupilin. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, a, that's pretty good. Oh, I binged that in a week. Yeah, that's beyond. And the rake. I finally finished rake. What's that? Oh, you're gonna like that. What's it's that an on? Australian show about a dastardly lawyer who's attractive it's and has sex rake? with everyone. Just rake. He's a rake. R-A-K-E? Yep, rake. And what's it's on, on Netflix. Oh. Five seasons. I need... S- His wife's hilarious. Oh, I think Kathy Del Rosa was watching this. It's fun. Yeah, okay, rake. Rake. All right. God, put it on the it's list. It's all about clever grain. Clever. Clever. They say words funny. I love it. Yeah, you'll like it. Do right. the whole show like that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. Rocco. <laughs> oh, okay. Rocco and Clever Grain. Um, tonight, what's going to happen if you want to watch a new show? It's this NBC premiere of The Widower. Oh, see, here we go. More TV. All right, three-part true crime miniseries about a guy on trial for murdering his sixth wife. Okay.
Okay. Who's been widowed four times. Well, I'm sure he murdered the other four. (laughs) No secret there. Oh, my gosh. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Rocco. Everyone have a good night. See ya. Job done. Off you go.